Good afternoon. Um, I, I actually tried to preach this psalm during the first quarter, uh, during the, I mean, the, the sermons for psalms, uh, but uh, didn't have time for it. So um, Pastor William said, oh, I'm, I'm actually going away for, for retreat, uh, preaching in, in Levin, and you can come to preach this time. And I was able to preach this Psalm 51, which uh, other congregations have also learned together. So I think we all know about the Psalm, okay? Thank you for reading it for us. Um, now, I think if, if in, in, our, in our home, you have this. Have you actually came across this before in your home? A clock drain. What do you do? What happens? It can, it can cause a lot of smells. It can be nuisance. It can, it can be messy. Okay, what do you do? You get a plumber, right? So, but what happened to this? A clock artery. Well, someone happened, it happened to somebody in our church, one of the deacons. He almost died that night. And uh, the, this, the doctor said, oh, just as well you came early enough. You could have died. So how many arteries do we have? Venus, how many arteries do we have? Doctor? <laughs> well, if you block one or two, you know, it can be life-threatening. So what do you do? You have clogged artery. You go to find a cardiologist, all right? But what happened if we have a clogged spirit? What happens? And who do we go to? If we have a clogged spirit, we won't be functioning as even, even devastating, even more devastating, even though we're still kind of living, but we're kind of dying inside. So we go to the Lord of life. We go to Jesus. So the Psalm 51 we have just read, okay, um, is, is something, you know, Psalms um, speaks for us. You know, uh, you know, some commentators about the Bible said, you know, a lot of the scriptures speak to us, but Psalms somehow speaks for us, especially these kind of confession Psalms, you know. And, the, and, and, and this, this Psalm here particularly, um, the Psalmist really declare that we are all vulnerable to sin, and it devastates, and that sin de devastates our well-being, but yet, when we come to God, come to Jesus, all can be pardoned. You know the songs that we have sung before? You know, I, thank you, Julian. It was, it was it, with purpose that we kind of arranged that. You know, we come to a God who's holy, but we're sinful. But when we come to Him, He's able to, He's willing, He's able to cleanse, up, cleanse away our sins. And this is good news. And this is why, you know, we can really sing, God, you've been so good to me. You've been very, very good to me. It's not just because it, it blesses us with the material stuff. Because it's blessed, he blesses us. He pardons our sins. He knows how, how terrible we are. But yet, he loves us. And his blood can cleanse away our sins. And this is, this is the, the gospel, you know. And, and, and it's, it won't change. So whenever we come, we come to him, confess our sins. Our sins 
can be forgiven. So this passage, this, this psalm speaks to us, encourages us that we, we can come to confess and repent of our sins. I'll give you time to, come to, to think and to calculate some of our sins and things, the wrongdoings that we do, okay? And, and repent before him later on after the sermon. And, and we can be sure that all these can be forgiven. I tell you, because I, I'm, I'm one of them. I, I, often, I often write down my sins and things to, that I do wrong and, and ask God, Lord, I lay before you. Please forgive me. Even as a pastor for many years, you know, you and I, we're flesh and blood. We, we, we have wrongdoings. But it's, we come to God. We come to Jesus. He's willing to pardon my sin. And we can continue to follow him. You know, a good Christian is not someone that, who would never sin. Tell me, who have never sinned in this room? No, I didn't raise up my hand. <laughs> All right? All right? Nobody never sinned. And everybody sinned more or less every day. From this morning to now, how many wrongdoings have I done? Have I said? Have I thought? And, but we can come. We can come to Jesus. Um, and, and when we come to confess our sins, it's not, it's not like um, just, clean, just cleaning my, my, my own self. It's not like unclogging the drain or, or unclogging the arteries. Not, it's not just the benefit for myself. It's something, you know, my sin-filled life displeases God, causes the Holy Spirit, Spirit to grieve. And because of Him that we come and confess, we ask Him to cleanse away my sin. I remember when I was a teenager, uh, I, was, I came to New Zealand when I was about 13. So I was 14, 15, you know, teenagers, you know, rebellious, and I, I got into, you know, trouble with my mom. So I had no one to kind of to turn to. I just kind of hang, hung out with some of the heavies in, in, in school, you know. You don't want to get bullied, so you try to you join into the heavies to, to bully people, right? Anybody done that here? Who are the heavies here? All right. So, so you know, what do you do? When you, you, you know, you, 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 when you try to look heavy, you know, what do you do? You smoke, right? So I kind of took, I, learned, I kind of learned to smoke in, this, in a way. And uh, yeah, in, in Dunedin, you know, so cold in the winter. And, you know, you smoke a bit and you kind of make you warm, kind of felt warm, but really you don't, really. Yeah. So one night, one, one afternoon when I kind of went back, went back home from school, I was smoking and talking to some friends, you know, and, and, and it was round the block from where, where, my, where my, our shop was. I didn't know my sister was there. He, I don't know why, why he went out all the, 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 the end of the block and trying to look for something, buy something. And around the corner, I said, I saw Sandra, Auntie Sandra. I said, and I was kind of, I just had a sniff, you know, and, and I just, and, and you know what? I didn't know how to let, let out those, those, those smokes, you know, and I was trying. And that was that kind of embarrassment and that kind of, because I didn't want to cause her to grieve because I respected her a lot. It's kind of like that. You know, we come to ask God to forgive my sin because it's not because of 
making me feel better or making my spiritual life cleaner. It's about God. He doesn't like to see us to be filled with sin, and because we don't want to grieve Him, so we come and confess. So this psalm um, is—it belongs to kind of a lament. Okay, it belongs to the, the number three. The lament is about—is an individual kind of a lament. Lament, asking God to forgive. Asking God to help us uh, about lamenting about our sins, the things that we 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 do wrong. So, um, and and the beginning of this of this um, psalm it has little words. In it says, "For the director of music, a psalm of David, when the prophet Nathan came to him about David had committed adultery with Bathsheba." But as you read. There was nothing in the psalm says anything about that, but but this incident was recorded in Second Samuel 11. Was it really David who composed this after he had, you know, been rebuked by by prophets, and he really felt sorry and guilty and asking God to forgive? Could have been, but nothing in the psalm said anything like that. This is what I said. You know, even though we don't know. The detail of the psalm of the real background at that time, and God uses these、uh, sort of not very clear description, and 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 it, the psalm actually speaks for us. You know, when, if we sin, we feel very guilty, and we I don't know, I can't even forgive myself. Now, the psalm, the verses in the psalm really speak for us. So let's have a look at the psalm. I'll divide it into three categories. One is、um, it, it describes the sin that is undoubted. In verse three, it says, "My sins are always before me, and I know my transgressions." You know, when how how would you feel? We are haunted. Uh, or we are we're gripped by the wrong things that we do. You know, you wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. Oh, what a mess that I've that I've I've、um, caused. Oh, how 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 much I've hurt my my good friends. What what? There's nothing I could do to to amend that. You know. Have we, have we ever done? Have we ever ever came across this before? I have. I remember when I was living in、uh, One Tree Hill before I went back to Hong Kong. I'd done something really, really, really bad. I couldn't even forgive myself, and I had to walk that Cornwall Park every day for about three or four round, round right outside. I, I walked and walked and walked and and asked God, please forgive. And, and somehow. It's, it's not. It was not. God wasn't willing to forgive. It was me. It was the guilt. It was that 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 I couldn't kind of come out of that. Have we ever come across that? Horrible. And verse four and eleven, it says that only you, only, only you that I sin against. And the psalmist knew that it's this separation. That sin would separate us from God. 
When I sin, no matter I sin against someone, uh, I sin to do something wrong, I directly sin against God. That's why he prayed in verse 11. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Because he knew that sin would annihilate himself from God. And he asked for the mercy of God. Please, please, please do not forsake me. Please, please do not take away your Holy Spirit from me. Now let's not establish this theology of the Holy Spirit just with this verse, okay? And we know the Holy Spirit will not depart from us, right? We know that Jesus said the, the, the new, the, the, the counselor will come and he will be always with you, okay? But this is an Old Testament of the expression of that fear, of sin that, that could separate himself from God, okay? And, and really, sin can be devastating, now remember, remember, when Jesus was hung, hanging on the cross, okay, what, he, what, what did he say? He prayed to Father. And in, in Matthew, it, it used the Aramaic. It, was a, it said, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. What did it mean? It means, my God, my God, do not forsake me. He was bearing the whole of the, the sin of the whole human race and he was and because of the sin that was born on Jesus father had to turn away from him and for Jesus that was that was devastating Jesus was not fearing about the physical pain or death Jesus was really really scared of the separation from his father. That's why he in Gethsemane he was, was struggling. He was not struggling about going to the cross. Nothing. For him there was nothing. But the worst of the, of the thing was the separation from his father because he was bearing the sin of the whole human race. So when we are, when we commit sin, you know, sin will separate us from God. And, and the result, joyless in verse 8. Please let me hear joy and gladness. Let my bones be crushed. Rejoice. You know, and that the result of, of fearing of an annihilation from God will be no joy. You know, apart from God, there is no joy. You can, you can have you, have, you can indulge in, 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 in the pleasure of sin, but that's not joy. You can drunk, you can have hangover the next day, but you, we have no joy. And 18 to 19, it also says that when we sin, we, have, we can affect others. In verses 18 and 19, uh, the psalmist prayed, May it be pleased to you, to, to prosperous Zion, to build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in the sacrifices of the righteous, in burnt offerings offered whole, then bull, and bulls and will be offered on your altar. You know, when, when, in the, when I first read that, I, I felt that the verses 18 and 19 does not fit in the rest of the psalm. 
What's it got to do, you know, the offering of the bull offerings and things in Jerusalem got to do with him? Then I realized because he was the king, right? And he was the leader of the nation. And because of his sin, God may not, well, not, may not, definitely not, will not accept the offerings on behalf of the Israel people. So I think sin will affect, even I sin, we can affect others. In a family, you know, the sin that I commit, I could affect if I'm a, a father, I could, I could transfer that. I, I, well, I'm not sure if I could actually transfer that, but I would certainly affect the other family members. It's not something, you know, in Chinese, you know, I do things and I read my own, you know, I pay my own price. No, 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 actually we can affect others. So let's be careful. Now these are the, the, the sin of undoubt, it will just devastate our lives and devastate the people, the, the lives of the people around us, our families, our workplaces, our church. But the good news is we can deal with it. We don't deal with it, but we let God to deal with it, okay? And uh, dealing with our sins, God, not us. So we have a problem with our artery, we go to the cardiologist. We don't fix myself, I don't cut off and open myself and oh, let me try to use the screwdriver or whatever, I tighten up. No, I don't do that, you know? I go, I go to the cardiologist. So if I have problem with my spirit, I come to the Lord of life. He will deal with it. Now, let us know that, yes, indeed, He is a righteous God. In verse 4, He says that, yes, um, you are, you are, you're proof right when you speak. Yes, He is right. And, and justified right when you judge, right? And he has an absolute standard. He's a holy God. He's a righteous God. Yes, indeed. He doesn't, you know, when he knows there's a sin, he won't say, oh, it's okay. When it's a sin, there is a sin. And to him, there is an absolute standard. But, if, and, and, but it, the psalmist also know that he comes to a merciful and kind God. In verse 1, he prayed, have mercy on me according to your unfailing love. He knew the first words he came to pray was holding on to the goodness and the merciful kindness of God. Now, I think this is a, a very wonderful integration of the attributes of God. Of God. He's righteous, he's holy but it's also kind and merciful. You know, some, some religions, the God is certainly very holy, very mighty, but He's not loving. And we just can't approach Him. And for some religions, oh, he's, the, the God is so, so loving. Oh, anybody can come to Him, but there is no standard. But our God, He's indeed a holy God but also he is very kind and he's good. And that's why he come, we can come to him just the way I am. No one can boast. We, we all sin. 
what do we do? We come to the good God, the holy God. It says in verse 6 and verse 17, God desired faithfulness even in the womb. In verse 17, what he required? A broken and contrite heart. We can come to God with honesty and sincerity. We don't need to pretend. I don't need to pretend. Oh, Moksi, you've been doing Moksi for many years. You commit sins as well? Of course I commit sins. You are Simo, you know? Yeah. You, no, you know, you can't, you can't hide in your family, in your homes. Have I, have I kind of uh, lose, lost my, my temper at times? Of course I do. I'm a man. I have flesh and blood. But I say sorry to him, and I say sorry to God. We can come to God with sincerity and honesty. And in, in verse 17, it doesn't, delight, it doesn't delight in just bow offerings. You know, he delights us to have a broken and contrite heart. Now remember G, uh, David, okay? Now David, he, he, was, he was kind of described as a, a man after God's own heart, right? But has he, come, has he done things wrong? Of course he has done wrong things. I mean, this psalm, if according to the description at the, at the beginning, that was a really dreadful sin. He committed adultery with this woman, what's her name? Bathsheba. She must be like bathing, you know, has has her name, Bathsheba, you know. And to to bathe outdoor. What on earth do you want to bath outdoor, you know? And for for David, you know, with a very natural man, you know, suddenly seized with the lust of his eyes and he just wanted to have it because of his power. He did not only commit adultery, he killed her husband. Not just one man. The way he did it, he he lost, I think, other men, the troops that went with him. Right? It was that scheme that he devised. How, how horrible this guy is, was. But yet, he was described a man after God's own heart. Now, compared to Sam, uh, compared to um, Saul, right? Saul was the first king. He was after him. When you think, well, ethically, or in in, in things that they do when they, when they did, you know, compare the two, Saul wasn't that bad, really, right? You know, for, for David, I mean, he would, you know, today he would be jailed, maybe for life in some countries. So I uh, just, just uh, took, told a few lies and, and he just thing, he grabbed things and it wasn't his responsibility, he just took it. That's about it. But the, the difference was David was honest and Saul was not. Now, interesting to know, um, Casey asked us a few, few weeks ago when he preached in Saturday and Sunday, who was 
you know the answer. Don't don't answer, right? Um, who was who was who was the best king in Israel? Some biblical quiz here. Who was the best king in Israel? Was not David. Not David. Josiah was the best king. You read it. There was no one before him, no one after him. All right. Now consider that David was not even the best king, and he did a lot of things wrong. But yet, he was described as a as a man after God's own heart. Not because of what he did, because of his honesty, of his sincerity, because of his he holding on to God. I think this is a, a very good lesson for us all. You know, a good Christian, a man, a man or woman after God's own heart. It's not that we've done nothing wrong. If we have done nothing wrong, because we're not in that situation that we haven't done yet. We haven't. We haven't kind of. Yeah, we haven't done that. But in here, we. Have, I think if. If God sees us, I think much more than a phone book, you know, to write down down the list, you know. But God allows us and demands sincerity and honesty. So let's come to Him with that boldness. All right. When sins are dealt, wow, we're reconciled with God. All right, and He know that, and and when He prayed, Lord, please do not. Do not take forsaking us. Please, please not forsake us. Please do not take the spirit away from us. Let me have the joy of salvation. And and surely, when sins are dealt, all these are resumed. All these are promised to us. And our our responses in verses 12 to 15, we will we will be having that joy. And will praise, and we will just tell others about His goodness. In verse 13 to 15, then I will teach transgressors, transgressors your ways, so that sinners will turn back to you. Because I have experienced that, so I will share. God is good. I come, come back to Him. He will forgive your sin. You know, yeah. And I'm, I'm thankful that there are people in my past that. Witness to me, and I was encouraged to come. Even as a pastor, oh, I see other pastor. Oh, they, these experienced pastor. Oh, they commit sins as well. They can confess in front in front of thousand people. Well, I can do that too. I don't need to pretend. And and we can we can encourage others. And in verse fourteen, deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God. You who are God, my Savior, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. When we know that our sins are forgiven, we'll have joy, we will praise, and we will witness to for Him. So the, this is Psalm 51. Do we want to just? Have this sin just compressed inside? Want, don't want to face it. Don't want to let anyone know. Anyone knows, and just let that haunt me, grips me, and and suffocate my spiritual life. Or do we want to come before the good and righteous God, sincerely confessing my sin, 
and let God to deal with it. Cleanse that. Unclog that. And we can have joy and we can follow him and we can tell others of the goodness of God. I'll encourage you to do that. You don't have to. It's not, a, it's not legalistic, but Cynthia would like to uh, distribute some papers. If one paper is not enough, you can have two, three. Just, um, and, and, and you'll, be ha- you'll have a pen each. Just some, take some time. Just take, just take some time to think. I finished my er- sermon early today, so I'll give you another five minutes or so. Just pray. Maybe, maybe, well, it's too much to write. That's okay. Just write two or three, something that really, really God convicts us. Okay? You don't need to write an essay. Okay? But there's something you know deep down. You need cleansing. We, we need to confess before God. We, are, we need to ask God to please, please take that away from me. Please. I don't want this to, to grip me, to haunt me. I don't want Satan to take hold of that and, 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 and tell me I'm no good. We can once for all, for all, we can deal with it. Let God, let the blood of Jesus to wash away my sin. Now, if you have done that before, you dealt with that before, please, please don't dig it up again. All right? You have done that, okay, done forever. Jesus said, you know, he... He will throw that into the deep depth of the sea. And don't, don't fish it back, okay? No, you don't need to. But there, there are things that maybe recently that we, we know that we need to deal with it. Ask God to, to deal with it. And just write that, write that, you know. If you need some space, you can, you know, you don't want others to peep and, 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 and see what happened. You can just spread out a bit. That's okay. And I'll give you about five minutes. Just write and ask God, and then come, and then and then and then come out. Um, I'll I'll get you get a box, and then you come out and just rip it. In the name of Jesus, rip it. All right. So take your time. Thanks, you.